Block Talk Radio. Welcome to another segment of Block Talk Radio Broadcast and Politics with Cisco Costa and our guest tonight, Gary S. Goldman, who's a national recognized host of Business, Politics, and Lifestyle, a weekly talk show airing on WCRN 830 in Metro. Boston, Massachusetts. Gary should be coming on in a couple of minutes. Let's touch on this for now. Um, it's been a very, very interesting week. Uh, the president um, has been going back and forth with uh, uh, fighting, uh, arguing back and forth with Nancy Pelosi in regards to the whole impeachment process. Uh, Joe Biden now has gotten into, into disputing with the president. Um, it, 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 it just, it seems it, it never ends. It just never ends. It just continues to propel week after week, week after week. Uh, there's no ending. And I think that's done on purpose because, uh, the Democrats don't have anything to go on. They're basically totally, totally lost. They're, they're at a, at a point where they're basically, they've done nothing within the past two years. Uh, they won the House, and the only thing they've done is basically continue with the impeachment process. And I think they're going to pay the price. They will pay the price uh, come uh, 2020, uh, especially now with their comical and laugh- I mean, laughable um, number of candidates running for to be their nominees. I think I, I lost track of count of it. I, I think they're 20, 25. I don't know. It's going to keep, it's going to continue. Uh, but it's, it's definitely that 2020 is going to be a very, very interesting year. Um, a lot of people get, get your popcorn ready. Make sure your recliner is all set. And you can basically at that point um, be ready for another, another uh, circus run by the Democrats. So I I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Now, again, good news. We hear that Chrysler is reopening a, a, a big um, plant in Michigan. They're bringing back. Some folks will say, well, you know, that was, that was, that was going to happen anyway. Well, you've got to give the president credit. A lot of these companies are coming back. And there's jobs that are being created. So um, I don't see how uh, you can't give credit. You may not like the president. And you may not agree with him. on. I don't. I, mean, I don't agree with him on everything. But, you know, hey, he's been telling these, these companies, you know, you bet, it's better to park your money here than park it anywhere else. And, and that's been the case. That's been the case. And I think it's, it's, it's working out to uh to a point where it's definitely having a a, a very good effect and the, the companies are actually listening so i think the economy is going to be booming for 2020 and it's going to make sure that that he gets reelected because i think big business and, and the majority of, of the American people are happy with the way the economy is going, with the way uh, things are happening. They're sick and tired of the politics that is happening in Washington with impeachment. That basically is totally, totally, uh, it's, it's just getting, it's gotten boring, totally boring. So I, I, I don't see how, how that uh, is a winning ticket for, for, for the Democrats. So I look at, from a positive aspect, what we're going to be seeing in, 20, in, 20, uh, in 2020. So, um, but we're going to bring our guest, which is, his name is Gary Goldman, and he's a national syndicated um, radio, talk radio host, just like me. Um, and he is going to bring a lot of interesting information in regards to this witch witch hunt that continues like i said it never ends every single day 
they're asking for the tax return. They're asking about his business losses. I mean, it just goes on and on. So let's see. We get in touch with Mr. Goldman. Hi, this is Gary. Gary, welcome. Good evening. How are you? Good. How are you? All right. I just did my little five-minute monologue on this whole situation with uh, uh, the Democrats and, and President Trump. And I, um, I brought up that today, it was announced today that CIA Chrysler is opening, reopening a plant in the state of Michigan. Because we get a lot of the Trump haters and, and, and the Democrats that are saying, well, you know, it was Obama that got the economy on track. But before we go, before we go on, I just want to uh, basically just briefly give us, give us a, a brief description of who you are, what do you do, and, um, you know, your radio show. Okay, so I um, am a business owner. I own several uh, contracting companies as well as uh, I spend a lot of time in my consulting company where I train predominantly contractors across the country how to do estimating and run their operations. I got into radio probably um, 10, 12 years ago uh, doing a show called um, Small The Small Business Hour, which eventually just uh, – turned it to uh, Business, Politics, and Lifestyles, which is the name of my show now, which is on Fridays and Saturday mornings on WCRN 8.30 a.m. in the metro Boston area. And, uh, you know, as you well know, the name of the game now is it's politics, it's news stories, and, and there's a lot of business involved. That, look at with the, with the um, trade situation, you know, uh, tariffs, business, businesses are being affected all over the uh the country, but you know, we're never. There's never a dull moment. There's always things to talk about, and it's just uh, a great time to be involved in this type of, uh, you know, uh, work. Okay. And how long have you been uh, a talk radio host? About ten years, ten twelve years now. I've been on so, uh, WCRN. Yep. Okay. And, and, and um, now, mm-hmm. yeah. Go ahead. And now, now Boston in the state of Massachusetts is, is very blue, even though you have Charlie Baker as your governor. Uh, what type of reception do you normally get? Okay, so, um, yeah, it's very blue state. You know, obviously a lot of my listeners are conservatives. But, you know, being in a state that's predominantly blue, I have a lot of, you know, those on the left, as I like to say, that listen to the, the show. Look, at, we, we get a lot of callers, a lot of different opinions. I'm always open to people's opinion, but as I tell my people, my listeners, you're entitled to your own opinion, but your facts have to be straight and honest, and they can't be misleading. And that's usually where the debate starts. You know, you, we'll get you know we'll get callers that will call in, and you know anything that especially President Trump is doing is wrong. It's not good, et cetera, et cetera. And you know, you just try to ask him. Well, you know, tell me, give me some examples. And, and that's where it always starts falling apart, because I think a lot of people in the state just follow the mainstream media. They follow social media, and being a blue state, it's it's, it's embellished in their mind that Republicans, conservatives are no good and President Trump is right. no good. And, you know, it, it just goes down the line from there. And, yes, you know, Charlie Baker technically is a Republican. Uh, I'm not sure he's leading as a Republican, but I can understand right. why he has to do what he does. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and that, that typifies uh, how uh, Governor Christie ran in um in uh, New Jersey, the same mm-hmm. way, you know. So you have to you have to really uh, be able to balance it in, in order to get elected. Otherwise, right. if you're if you're a conservative, a true conservative, you're not going to get elected. So you got to mix it up. Uh huh. So one of the things that brought my attention to you was the fact of this whole situation with the with, with the witch hunt, with the tax the the business losses, uh, the tax returns. Yeah. You know, I mentioned in my monologue that for two years straight, since they got elected, they took over the House, the, the Democrats have not accomplished practically any policies, any bills. Any, they've just been focusing on impeachment, 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 which has gotten kind of boring right now to the point where basically it's turned off. That's the reason we have a 
a movement called the walkaway movement of, of, of ex-Democrats that are leaving the party. So basically, how do you see this? How, how do you think uh, uh, President Trump is managing this whole situation with the uh, Democrats constantly attacking them? Uh, well, I think he's doing, an, he's doing a tremendous job. And I think, you know, they're, they're on the offense. They think they're on the offense, but in, in my opinion, they're on the defense because he's always a step ahead of them. Look at the, the Democrats are not in Washington to enact new legislation. They're there for one reason, to do whatever they can to diminish the presidency of Donald Trump. And I think that's going to backfire and hurt them over time. You know, you said it when we first started the conversation. A lot of people are just tired of hearing this negative talk. Let's impeach. Mm-hmm. Let's. We want to see his tax returns. What did his you know son do? What did his son-in-law do? Um, every day, there's something they're coming out against the president. The, the the part that is almost amusing is the fact that they're giving the president more press time than he probably would have had if they would have dealt with legislative issues as opposed to mocking and, you know, going after him on a regular basis. Look at the, the, the impeachment today. Um, you know, what were the talks of today is that, he, that he's involved in some sort of, I think Pelosi said, some sort of cover-up. They say whatever's on their mind. It, has, it doesn't have any factual backup. They throw it out there because they, it's a party that's splintered. It's a party without a message. It's a party that has a number of different sides pulling at it, and I'm not sure Nancy Pelosi knows how to deal with it. And right. I think in the, lo- in the long run, it's going to hurt them when it comes to election time. Oh, definitely, definitely. I, I, I said that on, on the, in the monologue. Uh, it's basically, uh, they're, they're actually, they're doing the job of reelecting uh, Donald Trump for another four years. Right, Without right. a doubt. Well, and yeah. I think it's and I and I've said it on this program that it's going to be a landslide. It's going to be a landslide. Uh, they they have underestimated the American people. They've also underestimated their own party, uh, especially the walkaway movement mm-hmm. that is it's 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 growing every single day. That's the reason they're they're so upset with getting all these illegals. Uh, uh, to come into the country because they want to make them, they want to do what California is doing, basically giving them, uh, you know, free driver's license. And then they can, they can vote in local elections and probably uh, federal elections. So I, I think that, that it's going to be a, a rude awakening for the 25 candidates that are going to be running. Yeah. And I mean, you alluded to it earlier with, you know, they went after the president's tax returns for that period where he had the losses. And if you looked at that period of time, um, you know, the, 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 the economy was not doing good. And, and he look, at he did nothing illegally, took advantage of the IRS statutes and laws. But they go after every possible angle. And look, at I obviously in Massachusetts have some very liberal friends, but even they're tired of it. Now, I'm not sure they're going to vote for Donald Trump. You never know, but they're getting tired of this constant lack of any type of positive things coming out of the uh, those that they elected on the left. And, and you know, when you look at it, you've got to wonder, what do they really go to Washington for, besides to line their pockets, many of them? But they go exactly. to Washington, they go into Washington to, to you know, uh, investigate. They, and that's part of America today. We've become, we're not proactive, we're not looking forward and trying to re- resolve problems and issues before they become big problems and issues. It's like turning your head, be, try to turn your head to the right or as far back as you can and walking straight. You're all over the place. We're always looking back. A lot of these uh, elected officials spend their time looking backward instead of forward, and it's hurting the country. But I think the left has gone way too far this time doing that. They've gone too far, and, and also the so-called leaders are basically not putting – they're not. They're not. They're not really showing leadership in in no such way, in no such capacity. Because when we have Bernie Sanders and Alexandria Cortez basically pushing the platform that's going, they're going to run in 2020, which is basically well, a social a socialized based system. Uh, you know, free, 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 free for every, free for uh, everything, free. Um, yeah. And- we know how that works out. Yeah, exactly. Um, Venezuela is a prime example. Uh, so I, I, I think there, there's 
there's no way that they can get at it. It's, it's a divided party, the Democrat yeah. Party. I think it's divided. Look, the Democratic Party was looking for individuals to make some noise, you know, especially when when the President Trump won in 2016. And it's like Dr. Frankenstein going into his lab and he creates AOC, and now they don't know what to do with AOC. She's out of control. And I think, you know, she's she's a, a dangerous element of that party because she seems to mesmerize the millennials and the and the Generation Zs. They, you know, they, they may not agree with everything that she says, but there's something about her that's mesmerizing that they sort of they grasp onto, and that's a dangerous thing. And I think that Nancy Pelosi is wondering in her back of her mind how she's going to regain control, because don't forget, AOC and a number of other people didn't want Pelosi to have that leadership role, and anything is possible, and they seem to be gaining more traction. You know, this whole this socialistic movement, they call it, you know, uh, Democrat, democratic socialism, which we know it is a farce. I mean, do you really want to sit around every month and wait for the government to give you a check? Because once they give you, <laughs> start pay, you start handing you a check, whether it's, you know, universal basic income, whatever they want to call it, then they're going to start controlling what we can say and what we can do. Um, because that's, you know, look at history of, of uh, societies that, you know, uh, socialist, communist societies, that's how it works. So that's their movement, I think, if don't, God forbid, if President Trump does not get reelected, I think this country is in big trouble because I think that's the way that group is going to take this country or try to take this country, which is an extension of what the Obama administration was trying to do. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. But I think I think the only way the president doesn't get elected is if they commit fraud, border fraud. Right. That's yeah. The, that's the only that's the only possibility that I can see. Because when you have a, 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 an individual like Cory Booker, who was one of the worst mayors in, in the state of New Jersey, in the, in the country, when he was in Newark, I mean, and now he's running, he, well, he, he became a senator because there's individuals within the New Jersey corrupt politics that actually pushed him and, and gave him the, uh, the, uh, the push. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... What what I, I see when someone, an individual like Cory Booker says, Americans should be thrown in jail if they won't give up their guns. I mean, you're talking like Maduro in Venezuela, you know, which they confiscated the weapons. And now the poor Venezuelans don't have a way of defending themselves against a totalitarian uh, autocratic regime regime. And what Cory Booker and those that are preaching that that obnoxious rhetoric about taking guns don't realize the American people are not Venezuelans. They 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 saw they have seen what happens in Venezuela, and if it ever came to that, I think we'd have horrific chaos on the streets of America. And uh, you talk about civil wars, or you know, or or the the fight within. I think we would start to see the fight within that, you know. And look at they, again, but just think of what they're saying. They say whatever they think they can throw out there to gain some traction, but nothing lasts for that that long a period of time. And each candidate will jump on that bandwagon and have their own version of grabbing guns or how they want to grab guns. They may tone it down a little, but the net the net result of what they're trying to do is the same. So. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, it's I, you know it's dangerous times and look at I, I think you're right I think if the president does not get reelected it would have to be you know some sort of fraud or something crazy or horrific would happen but right, I think that's a right. big concern and that's why they're pushing to have all these illegals in the country. Of course, that's uh, that's the whole uh, obsession with uh, with uh, illegal immigration and that's the reason they don't want to uh, to secure the border. Um, in regards to small government, are we ever going to see small government ever again and true free market capitalism? Because we, it seems like we're, we're, we're tending to grow government, not reduce government. What's your take on it? Yeah, well, you know, it, 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 it's kind of a, a tough situation. I mean, the one thing that concerns me about president is he's sort of okay with the deficits and the you know growing of the deficit and yet he's trying to contract the government in certain areas uh eliminate departments but you know just downsize it i think you know it's it's like the snowball i think it has gotten so big that they're not quite sure how to deal with this situation because look at if you 
I think that I think we really have to redefine, you know, what we consider uh, small government and what we consider, you know, um, how, you know, how the government is going to operate. I, I'm all for small government. Keep keep your nose out of it. A lot of things should be done with the states and let the states control a lot of things. But with that said, I think that the bureaucracy is so big right now, even a guy like Trump who would like to get in there and slash it is having a difficult time doing it because you can only cut so many layers away at once before causing problems that may, you know, affect the whole cycle of the economy or the country as a whole. So, you know, I think big government, unfortunately, is going to be here for a while. It's how we control it. But uh, it's concerning when you look at the, you know, the spending and the deficit and where we're going in that regard. Our, our children, our children's children, it's, it's going to be difficult times for them if we don't get this under control. And I'm not sure even President Trump knows how to get this under control. No, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think uh, anyone really has control over the deficit and, and you know, the, the actual deficit that we have. Um, but I, 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 I just don't see how the president can do really anything significant when it comes to reducing the debt when you have the obstructionist party called the Democrat Party getting in the way at, at all costs. It could, be, it could be immigration. It could be selecting of judges. I mean, it could be anything. So, I mean, to him just accomplishing what he's accomplished, it's just it's really remarkable. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And, and, the, and the Democrats want to keep, you know, giving away universal income. You know, the health, the Medicaid, the health care. You know, what we could go down the list. Uh, call it free college education. They, 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 you know, this new Green Deal, which is absolutely crazy and absurd, and the price tag to them means nothing because it's just a matter of, you know, taking our money, our tax dollars, and redistributing it around. But sooner or later, you know, you, you run out of dollars, so it's hard to control a deficit when you have one side, one. One group, the, the Democrats, the left, that want to spend, 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 and they just want to give it away because that's how they secure their their vote, their votes, and and their you know those within their districts and their their party. But um, it's you're right, the, the president has accomplished some great things, but with this type of deficit and this type of spending and obstructionists that go after him all the time, it's difficult. It's it's a it's a task. And look at. If Donald Trump doesn't need to, President Trump doesn't need to do this. That's why I know he's very sincere and he's really trying to do things that are for the American people. Because there's a guy that does not need this type of aggravation at his stage of his of his life. But I think they found the wrong guy because he's a tough uh, tough guy from the from New York and he knows how to fight. And uh, that's what's frustrating the heck out of them. I, I grew up twelve blocks away from his uh, first. Trump Hotel, so mm-hmm. right, right, right in the city. So, and I know I, I grew up knowing that Donald Trump was a, a, a Democrat, but you know he, I think he, he realized that the Democrat Party was it's not the same Democrat Party of 20, 30 years ago. Oh no, you know no. They, they totally have gone to the left. Um, Gary, you, one of the things that, that I that I that I, I I've been I was reading about you is you believe in personal responsibility, accountability, a strong family structure mm-hmm. have we lost that in america oh, yeah i think we i'm not you know it's not totally gone but i think it's a, 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 a major reason why we have a lot of the problems we're having this in the in the country today first of all just family structure you know two family to you know mother father in the home it's it, it's look it's very difficult for a single parent mother or father to bring up a child working and with all the constraints um you know, uh, I, I think mother and dad, two, you know, two people in the home, it's, it's, a, it's a stronger value system for your family. And I think that's a lot of what's missing today. But accountability is missing on so many levels. Everybody's a victim. Nobody wants to be held accountable for their actions. And, they, you know, it's, it's a Mimi society. And we're always ready to blame somebody else. And until we can look in the mirror and say, some of this is my fault or, you know, Deal with the problem head on instead of blaming other people. You know, and the and the other part of this whole accountability and and the family structure thing is this you know political correctness that has taken this society of ours down the wrong uh, down a one way street because political correctness 
really says nothing about telling the truth. But the American people are so afraid of being called names, racist, whatever you want right. to call them, that they give up that 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 narrative, that argument. When someone says something, they sort of let it pass. They're afraid it may hurt a relationship at work or with a family member. And we've let that happen. And to me, that's part of the whole accountability problem and having a, an internal moral and ethical compass. If you just sit there and let things go by, things are going to turn out exactly the way we have them today. If you confront people, not yell and scream, but confront people and ask for, again, factual information, your opinion's great, but your facts have to be straight, I think we'd be a lot better off. We've allowed this to get away from us, and that's why we're suffering today. But family structure, uh, like I said, the accountability to me are two very important things, and political correctness has really hurt the society. Well, Gary, we have a caller, uh, 501-410. Do you have a uh, question for Gary S. Goldman? No, I don't have a question, but I do have an opinion on a few things that you both mentioned about. Fantastic. Um, Go ahead, ma'am. First of all, uh, I'm not a Republican nor a Democrat, and I, I, I do like Trump in certain things, but the fact and point of the matter is, the Democrats are just as bad as the Republicans when they want to know about tax Trump returns, and when when Obama was uh, as uh, was serving as president, they wanted to know about his birth certificate. There was his tax taxpayers' money on that. And for another thing, uh, our uh, America has uh, become in chaos because of our own government. That's uh, that is a fact. And and another point is our, our American dollar doesn't mean squat overseas no more. I don't know if a lot of people know that. It does not mean next to to a cent anymore. And 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 like I said before, our country has done so much wrong that it will never do right again. And our government itself, the people that they so-called are serving us American citizens are hurting us. And the tariffs that uh, Trump is putting on China comes back to us American people, just as uh, everybody says, oh, yeah, yeah, the uh, the um, uh, jobs are, are so high now. We're not earning any more than what we did five years ago, for God's sake. We are still the poor folk out there. And the rich are becoming richer, and the poorer are becoming poorer. And that's what I want to say. All right. That was very good. Uh, Gary, you have a... Well, I mean, we, we touched on a lot, of, a lot of topics there. I mean, I, I think, <laughs> look, at jo- the, as, as far as jobs and dollars and cents as wages, um, you know, the wa- wages are definitely up across the board. I mean, you, you, if, you, if you look at... All different industries, the last year and a half, two years, wages have definitely gone up. You know, is, there is a concern that the rich, you, I hear that all the time, the rich are getting richer. And I think that's something we always have to keep our eye on because that, that, is, that can be a concern. But, you know, wages are okay. But I, I, the caller made a comment about uh, something about, the, you know, look at the government on both sides. I've never said that the Republicans are right on everything that they do and there's just as many problem Republicans out there at times to me as there are um, mm-hmm. Democrats. Mm-hmm. But the yep. Democratic Party has become an obstructionist party. They do mm-hmm. not want, look at. They do not want to solve problems. They want chaos, and that's what. They, and it's going to come back to bite them in the long run. And and the you know the world view of America. Um, I think America has to be the should be the shining star. But I'm, when, when someone, you know, you just made a point that the way the world looks at us, I'm, I'm not quite exactly sure what you just said. But I think, that, you know, for everyone wanting to come here and, and risk their lives crossing, you know, the, the southern border to try and get in this, to get in this country, um, I, always, I, I get a little concerned when I hear people talk a little negative about the, the country, the way we're seen around the world, because we have to be doing something right for people to constantly, millions of people to constantly want to get in this country on a, on a yearly basis. So, I mean, you know, we, they're, they're, we touched on, you know, good college touched on a lot of topics, but I think, you know, we, it's the type of thing where you, you, know, you need time to go through each topic line by line and go through yeah. it. I, 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 look at everyone, great, great points, great opinion. 
And I think sometimes we just have to look at the facts of each of each comment that we make. That's all. Well, well I'm not. I, I am looking at the facts. Um, I'm 55 years old, and I've seen a lot. And, and this country basically has gone to hell in a handbasket. We need to start taking care of ourselves before we can take care of anybody else. We have elderly people and homeless people on the street, and they want to let everybody in. And I'm not for the Democrats. I, I don't believe we should let everybody in because other countries don't let everybody in. No, I, I agree. I couldn't agree with you more. Look at Syria, war-torn Syria. It's harder to get into the bo- Syria than it is to the southern border of the United States. That should concern everybody listening to this conversation right now. And, uh, you know, so we, there are a lot of, you drive around this country, there are a lot of people that need help, and we have to focus on the people in this country. Right. And as far as, you know, I, look at tariffs, very, very difficult subject to talk about. But my feeling with tariffs, whether it's China or whatever country that we're going after, we have to level the playing field. It can't be a one-sided, you know, when I look at a business deal, it has to work for everybody. Right now, the trade in this country, prior to President Trump, the trade was very lump, uh, one-sided and costing American business. So we, we, got, we, you know, we have to figure a way to make the playing field equal in that regard. And, and I think That's that right. benefits the country as well. Hold on. Just a minute. Uh, uh, we got another caller. 314-381. You have a, uh, and we'll be back to you, uh, 501. Uh, 314, you have a question for Gary. Well, yeah, and by the way, we can't hear you on uh, on a on a blog talk radio chat yeah, box, I, I guess you say. It appears that we're having some technical uh, difficulties. Yes. Yeah, but no, I agree. Uh, the trade, well, two things: trade, well, the borders. If you're gonna come in the United States, you gotta come right. Right. And what we're seeing now is totally wrong. And uh, another thing, initially. That's how the United States derived revenue based on tariffs. I mean, the act goes all far, as far back as 1789. Right. And you know what? There was no income tax at that time. So when you have a $406 billion deficit, that means others are, well, that's just with China. It's $800 billion total, where you have countries that are selling uh, $800 billion worth of goods to the United States, more so than we are. And that's not a fair trade deal there. And we can't complain about countries using sweatshops and child labor and artificially devaluing its currency and put up with the mess that we're seeing. Something has to be done, and I'm glad that yeah. Donald Trump is doing what he's doing. Yep, I agree Definitely. with you. Uh, 501, 501, 410, uh, back to you. Yes. Yes. Um, I, I mean, I, t- I totally agree with the gentleman that called in. Um, but um, uh, years ago, there there used to be jobs in there in, in this country. And until um, uh, um, Hillary's husband signed the NAFTA uh, treaty, all of our mm-hmm. jobs, I was working at Black & Decker at the time. Black & Decker in North Carolina closed down and moved to Mexico. Right. right. Do you know mm-hmm. how many jobs that uh, uh, people were relying on for food and the paying their mortgages and stuff and things like that? I mean, we, we have got – we need somebody in office. Get all of them old, old coots out of there that have been there for decades. Get new blood in all the way around, and and make this country right again. That's what we need. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's good. Make the make the country right again. That's what that's what Donald Trump should use for 2020. Uh, Gary, I wanted to touch quickly on uh, something else. Again, you brought up the uh, the southern border. Yeah. This whole this whole crisis. What's your take on it? Well, it is a crisis. And, you know, it's funny because today Nancy Pelosi's backtracking and she's saying the Democrats uh, have never said there was no border crisis. I mean, look, at, we, we, we have to be honest with each other. There is a crisis on the border, you know, and part of it is just our policy. 
you know, come over there and come to the border and claim, you know, you need, you need to get out of your country and we're going to give you a home here in, in America. Um, we have to change. that. That's what Pelosi and her gang should be working on right now. Um, all for immigration. This country was made, was, was, you know, set up on immigration. My grandparents are immigrants, but it was done through with legal immigration. We can't just have open borders allowing people to walk in. We don't know who's, who's coming into the country. We don't know, um, you know, and you look at gang members, diseases. We could go through a litany of lists of things that we should be concerned about in regard to that. So we need to tighten the border. We need to have a firm immigration policy, both, you know, a uh, legal immigration policy, decide how we're going to deal with those that are here in the country now. Look, at I drive a lot of my conservative friends crazy when I say this, but you have to be real- realistic. We are not going to deport all these people that are here illegally. It's just never going to happen. That mm-hmm. kicking the can down the road and having that conversation is a waste of time. We have to get those out of that are here illegally that are trouble-ridden, that are gang members, they have to be taken out of this country. Then we have to figure out how we're going to deal with those that have been here for a while and have settled here, because we are not. It's crazy to even think it's going to happen. We're not going to do it. We have to follow the laws. Businesses have to follow the laws that are put on the books. You verify things like that to start Mm -hmm. streamlining this. But the border is a problem. And, you know, um, look, at I I think until we really fix it. You're going to see the president loading up planes and they're going to start doing this in the next few weeks and shipping people that come to the border all over this country. And that's not doing any of us good. Our call is concerned about having money to take care of the people in America. She's a hundred percent right. How could there's only, it's a, it's a pie with only so many dollars. You can only split it so thin before it crumbles apart. And that's what's happening. We don't have the revenue. We don't have the, the, the money to take care of. Never mind those that are here, our own citizens, our elderly, our veterans, those that need the safety net that was set up for them. Now we're, we're giving the money away to those that have come here illegally. So it's a big problem. The border is a big problem. I think the border is the conversation piece in 2020. I think it, it's, it's definitely going to be the conversation piece. Right. But I think, I think uh, people, people have to be going to prison. People that have participated in pushing this invasion have to be sent to prison because otherwise they're just going to continue with this whole process. This is, this is not something that was done unintentional. This has been done intentionally. This invasion has been uh, set up and executed by the powers to be to basically cripple and bring Donald Trump and the American people to a point where they can't do anything about it. Yeah, well, there's, there's, look, at, there's no doubt about it that this is a well-orchestrated plan. But here's the thing. Past administrations, Republican and Democrat, would have said right now, look, at, I tried to come up with something. That's it. I'm throwing my hands up and I'm walking away. I can show the people I've tried. This president's not doing that. This president's saying, I am going to keep working on this. I'm going to build my wall. I'm, along with other things, I mean, the, the mainstream media keeps focusing on the wall. He's, you know, there's other technology that's being used, but we have to change the policies. We have to, you just can't say you need, you know, refugee, you need status in the United States. It just, you, if we don't change this policy, we're going to be overrun as we, in a very short period of time. Not that we're not being overrun now. Look, at I've had sheriffs from the southern border on my show on a regular basis. I've had federal agents, and they tell me of the chaos on the southern border. It is out of control. Our border agents have become babysitters. They're not in the field doing what they want to do because, you know, the Democrats want to make sure that everyone who's trying to come here is treated fairly. There's camps set up. There's, you know, all sorts of things going on to keep them, you know, in in a secure location, but yet comfortable until we can process them. Without those agents in the field doing what they're supposed to do, we're allowing the, we're allowing it's like a, a funnel of individuals to just come through this country. So, you know, we've got to deal with it. You're right. People, somebody has to be held accountable, but yet exactly. someone to me has to be held accountable. And we, you know, we talk about, I always talk about accountability has to be held accountable for, for the, uh, the, the, the collusion, the Russian collusion scam that has gone on for two and a half years and cost the country $35 million. And, you know, Somebody needs to talk about somebody needs to go to jail. We always had a soft coup in this country um, 
Who would have ever thought that would happen in America? There's a lot of accountability, a lot of people that have to face criminal charges over time. And uh, I think that will start showing the people that America means business. We're back to being, you know, dealing with the standards and the things that made us great. Mm -hmm. But you have right. to. You have to have a justice system that follows through on some of these things, whether it's the border or uh, the Russian collusion incident. Do you have any confidence in William Barr? That he will well, I have a lot of confidence in William Barr. I think, I think in a very short period of time, I think William Barr is going to find someone or they're, you know, they're investigating a number of people. And once you have the first indictment and somebody goes to jail or is being tried, then you're going to see a lot of people squirming around and probably a lot of people facing charges as well as they should be. And I think Barr's not intimidated. What they're doing to Barr right now is trying to defame his character. It's not going to, again, it's not going to work. He's not doing it. He hasn't done anything wrong, anything illegal. Um, and I say that with some confidence, talking to experts and doing enough reading, um, that this guy is doing what he's allowed to do. It's the way the media and the, and the left wants to portray what he's doing, and they're portraying it in a, very, in a manner that makes it look suspect. We could do that with anything all day long on the television or radio and change people's minds if we wanted to. That's right, yeah. How about in regards to... You know, the election in 2020, it's going to impact a lot of states in the East Coast uh, that voted for Donald Trump, like the state of Pennsylvania, state of Michigan, state of Ohio, in the Midwest also. Do you think this whole economic boom that's happening, it's going to, it's, it's going to benefit the president or, oh. or not? No, it's definitely going to benefit the president. Look, at we, jobs are out there, um, and there are better jobs out there. Um, the black Americans are doing well. Hispanic Americans are doing well. It, 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 there are so many elements of this that are not being told to the American people. And, and look, at everyone's concerned, and I'm concerned. You know, there's some states, Pennsylvania, that you mentioned that concern me for the president. But if you know what on my show at least every quarter i take the list out of of everything the president has accomplished in his you know time in office now and it is amazing and i think people are finding people are feeling this we're just not hearing it that's the problem we don't hear it because of the bias of the media but i think when when push comes to shove and what i like to call hip national bank your back pocket has money in it and psychologically the country's feeling better um because they're employed and they have money that will only help the president. The problem being is there is so much negative talk out there, and I believe in a psychological factor. When, when, when there's good karma, I hate to you know, sometimes use that word, but when there's good karma and people feel good about themselves, you know, they'll be happy with the way the president's operating. But the media and the left, and even some on the right, you know, are, are, are constantly bashing the president, bashing the president. And I think you, we've got to be careful because that can have an impact over time. Yeah, three one four five zero one. Any any comments in regards to uh, what we just spoke about? Yeah, we uh, we're still uh, even though there's jobs out there, sir. Yep. We are we are still stagnant in um, in families. I mean, they're still just barely getting on by. There's still uh, two parents out there working. Uh, kids are doing what they're they want to do, and and most jobs are uh, within um, uh, restaurants or whatever. No health care benefits whatsoever. And um, I don't. I mean, hey, somebody gets a dollar raise, they're happy. But guess what? They're they're still taking two feet back and uh, and one foot forward because. They're, they're really not gaining anything, no matter how well, uh, how many jobs he puts out there, because uh, the United States of America lacks our own industrialization, because it was sent, so many of them have been sent overseas. Okay, and uh, look, at I know I'm talking from studies that I've read, and just I'll use Massachusetts, where I am, as an example. Jobs on all levels. I mean, look at certain categories. I, I, look at if you're in the restaurant industry, everything at, at times is a stepping stone. You're, you know, if you're in the restaurant industry, I'll take McDonald's and you start 
as a line person at McDonald's, the way you start making more money and get to the top is you work through different programs. There's opportunities within those organizations. But there are jobs within the state of Massachusetts on new... First of all, you can't find an employee in the state of Massachusetts. And being an employer, um, I see this on a regular basis. You can't find employees. Employees are in demand right now, and it's a supply and demand thing. And when I look at studies across the country, I'm seeing this throughout the country. Um, So when there's a supply and demand issue, the employees are dictating the wages that they're getting more so than the employer. And the other part of this is... Americans have, have and, and look at, my house is a two-family home where people are working. Most of my friends, two-family homes where people are working. But yet there's always the opportunity, there's more opportunity in this country, whether we're working X number of hours a week, to advance yourself. There's ways to advance yourself and to escalate, escalate yourself up to another level. I'm not trying to simplify it I, to some degree. I am because we're, you know, the time constraints here. But there's ways to increase your wages over and above just going through the stepping stone within a company. There's a lot of advancement out there. There's a lot of great things happening, and I think you really have to go out and look for it. Sometimes you, some people need the assistance of where to go and how to get to that n- next level. But I know here in the state of Massachusetts and other states that I deal with. The employees in numerous industries, and I'm not just, I'm talking from, you know, restaurant industries to management type positions are in demand, and they're calling the shots as to what the wages are in many cases, because there's there's that few employees out there. Right. You know, and I think that the, I think that Trump administration should put stipulations on foreigners who's coming on work visas that at some point in time when American is trained and able to do what you're doing, then you're going to have to go home. We have to put Americans to work first. We have young people that's going, getting degrees in a whole array of fields, taking on debt, and they need not be competing from someone else who didn't have to go through that from wherever they're coming from. It should be for Americans. No, and I I agree. And, you know, this whole conversation, you brought up a great point. This whole conversation in regard to it, you know, call, free college, free college. I think the government ought to spend a little more time getting into the high school, getting into the before, even before high schools, start getting back to some of the trades. You know, electricians, plumbers, they, they always come to my mind first. In, in demand are always going to be demand, earning well into the six figures. What are we worried about? Why is there such a push always to send kids to college? When we know there's, you know, at some point, it's, it is, if you look at the cycles, whether it's business, engineering, um, could, whatever the discipline is, they get saturated and they go through high and low points. If you look at the trades, there's a need for trades. The, 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 the re, people are retiring, the baby boomers in the trades, and there's going to be such a demand for trades. And these trade individuals can start start at very good salaries and work their way up. We need to rethink this whole process. This bit about free college, some people are not college-bound students. And even if you are a college-bound student, maybe you need to rethink where you want to go and how you want to do it. Because look at the dynamics of the country that have changed, the, the economics. We talked about the jobs that have left. Hopefully a lot of them will start coming back, try to get more manufacturing here. But there are certain other industries that need individuals that will always need individuals, and we have to focus on those as well. And, yes, work visas you know, when, when when companies get rid of their employees, quote-unquote American workers, to use foreign companies to do their work, I think that's a big problem. I think that's something the president should step on with these individuals. Right. All right. Um, in regards to the real estate market, I know you, 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 you have a lot of knowledge of that in regards yep. to landscaping. Um, how do you see this real estate market compared to pre-2008? Because I keep hearing it's, there's a bubble out there just like it was pre-2008. So I don't think we're anywhere near a bubble yet. I think, um, I think you know, 2022, 2023 um, would be when I start opening my eyes a little wider. I have sat and talked with numerous economists, um, and all different types of fields, and discuss this in detail. And I and I truly believe that we have a ways to go. 
um, before we have to worry about any type of bur bubble bursting. I think the things we have to be you know have to watch is some of the programs, especially with housing, that they're starting to implement again, that got us into trouble the first time in order to push that the housing boom mm -hmm. again. I know right. here in in Massachusetts, um, housing is still very strong. Um, prices are are there's bidding wars on a regular basis, and, and I'm sure there's different pockets across the country, but I think, I think we're okay. I think we have to do more to get people into housing. You know, when you read about the uh, millennials and, um, and the generation, the generation uh, Zs, they're not really interested in, you know, they, they, they don't want to own homes. It, which is, it, you know, I'm not sure if that's a permanent thing. Maybe at some point they, they'll change their mind process, their thought process. Mm -hmm. But I think we have to look at, you know, the whole housing market, make sure we're building the right times of homes for the people that want them or the rental homes. But that bubble I don't think is here yet. I think the economy is very strong. And I think it will, you know, if, if the president hopefully is reelected, I think it will continue that way. You know, it, we have set our mind to the fact that every so often we're going to have a correction. And, and cyclically, if you follow cycles, we do have corrections. But for some reason, it's embedded in our minds that we're going to have these major corrections because we've had several of them. It doesn't mean we're going to have one right away. It may not be four years, five years, it may be six years, and who knows to the degree. But if we don't keep things in order and we let things out of control, that's when we have these major corrections because we get fat and sassy and a little bit greedy, and that always hurts us. But I think for the time being, I think we're – there's a, there's a lot of positive economic things going on out there, and uh, it can only help us. But we have to keep our eyes focused, like I said, whether it's education, whether it's trade schools, whether it's, you know, make sure we're bringing the, the right jobs in, not letting, you know, uh, people take the jobs that Americans should be doing. That's all part of that big equation, and we have to keep our eye on it in order to keep the economy moving in the right direction. And, of course, then we always have to worry about some outside force whether it's unfortunately some war or terrorist event, those are the types of things I think that can hurt us uh, that we may not be, that, that could really stunt the economy, whether it's for a short period of time or a long period of time. But those are things we have no control about. You, you really have to hope that we're doing our best to curtail things like that and just keep moving things forward. But uh, I think, again, it's part of that psychological thought process. If you have a good thought process, and you're hearing the right things, and not just making things up, but hearing the right things based on factual information, you, you're okay. If you ignore the problems that you hear, then that's when we're going to get us, ourselves into trouble. Okay. Um, I, I, one of the biggest news makers in the last couple of days has been the, the abortion banning in Georgia, Alabama, and I believe Missouri. Mm -hmm. And I think that's going to be, uh, besides the crisis on the border, I think the abortion situation will be a key uh, point when it comes to uh, 20, the 2020 election. What's your take on it? No, I think, look, at it, and it's, a, it's a, a very hot topic, and I think you're right, but I think it's going to depend on the left who the candidate is and how, and if they want to really get, they may, look at it, it, it's a it's an issue that has to be dealt with, but the candidate, whoever becomes the nominee on the left, can sort of, you know, work that topic to the degree they want. If they want to make it a uh, uh, integral part of their campaign, they can. If they want to shun away from it a little, there's ways of doing that as well. But I think it look at I think we have it's it's obviously out there, and we have to have a conversation about it. And again, that's what adults do, and that's what elected officials are supposed to do when they're running for office. And the American people have to hold them accountable to these conversations and not let just them slip away because they don't want to deal with a tough topic. But I think you're right. It's, you know, with what's going on and, and what we're seeing going on, it's a conversation we need to have, and we have to feel comfortable having it. Yeah, I know. I know that the Democrats are going to use that portion, but then the uh, the president can also just turn around and say, "Well, you know, we have 15, 16 states that basically they want to kill babies at when they reach nine months." Yeah, I mean, look at it. It 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 could be it it could uh, surpass the border the border conversation if it really takes off, and I think it's. Look at it's a, it's it's an important topic. There's passion, you know. It's a very passionate topic. I, you know, on my show, we we've we've had the conversation 
on occasion, but it gets so hot and pe- people call up getting so, you know, uh, passionate on either side that you sort of have to curtail it because, you know, when people are talking about this particular topic, um, sometimes common sense doesn't prevail, so you have to be kind of careful. But you're right, the president could turn it in any way that he, you know, that fits his narrative, and uh, the Democrats are going to do the same thing. But I think with the with the left, it's going to, who becomes the candidate and how strong they are on that topic will be an interesting conversation. But you, you, you and I know who's going to be the candidate. It's going to be Joe Biden. Be Joe I'm Biden. not sold. I mean, that, truthfully, I'm not sold that it's going to be Joe Biden. I'm not sold yet it, that it's, you don't no, believe it's not that going to be Joe Biden. <laughs> because look at it, uh, th- that fragment side of the left that doesn't want old white males. Let's 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 be honest, and and I understand what they're saying. They you know they've made it perfectly clear. I think they're going to have a very difficult time getting Biden the nomination. Joe Biden, as he's out now campaigning, doing these you know, one-on-one shows, can skirt the issue as much as he wants, several issues, even the abortion, whatever issue he wants, he can skirt. But as things tighten up and if they get into a debate situation, he's going to have to come clean and tell the American people what he wants. Um, I'm I'm not saying Joe won't be the nominee, but I think there there's others out there, and I, you know, I think you still have to keep your eye on Bernie um, and there's a few others out there. I think as time progresses, we'll have to see. But I'm not sure. I wouldn't hand it to Joe Biden just yet, personally. That's just my well, personal opinion. I, I think I think they're going to they're going to pull the same thing that they did with Hillary. They're going to rig it. Well, I th- you know if they you know, I, I look at I'm not sh- sure if that's their motivation or not. I, what they did to uh, him last time, they definitely rigged it. His camp has made it perfectly clear. Bernie's camp has said that if he does not get the nomination this time, they're not going to support the Democrat who's running. And I think that has to be sticking in the mind of the Democratic Party. Um, and when you've got AOC and that group who would push for him as well, uh, for Bernie, I think you've got to really start thinking where it's going to go. So I think, look at, I think we're you know a long way not really a long way away but toward the fall early next year we're really going to see how this develops but uh i'm not ready to give it to joe biden yet personally 501 and 314 one at a time uh any comments in regards to what we 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 have just spoken yeah yeah um i just like to say um I don't, I think too many babies are having babies and a lot of thoughts should go into um uh, counseling with teenagers because once they do have babies, they're on welfare for years and years after that. And plus, they don't want to work because their parents try to give them everything, and, and the grandparents are taking care of of uh, their grandchildren. And abortion should not be used as a birth control method. Period. But um, as of uh, Joe Biden, I live in Pennsylvania, Bethlehem, in Pennsylvania, and I wouldn't even vote for the man. Um, uh, I forgot my train of thought, but um, I don't think Joe Biden would be um, make a, a good president. And just one uh, other note, I really do seriously think uh, there should be an age limit on Congress and okay. what have you in government because uh, they are back with the times. They need to get with the changing of times. Good point. Okay, good point. Uh, we have we have almost sixty seconds to go. Gary, uh, last thing, two words. What do you think about Justin Amash competing against the president? Well, I think look, it, he's a never Trumper. Um, he's pro Palestinian. You know, the the president's been is very pro Israel. Um, I'm not surprised. I think he he's going to find himself in in trouble uh, as far as his someone running against him, another Republican in his district. But look at this this his type of behavior just doesn't. As a never Trumper, I'm not surprised. I'm just not surprised. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think it's going to hurt the president. I think in you know in the long run, it's just going to hurt him. But uh, it's what it it gives the Democrats talking points that they don't really need right now. After. All right, Gary, it's been a pleasure in, um, having you on the program. 
And I look forward to uh, having you come back again. It's really it's a very constructive uh, conversation. And I thank you again. Thank you, and have a wonderful evening. It was wonderful being on with you. All right. Gary Goldman, next week we'll have another exciting guest. Join us on Broadcasting Politics. Good night.